being a Tuesday, of course, the Prime Minister Chris Hipkins is with us. Morning to you. Good morning, Mike. That thing I was watching yesterday in the post-cab conference, that thing yesterday with the uh, the reporter who turned up with all the fruit and veggies and uh, working you through the processing and the non-processing, did that give you some sort of insight as to why Grant Robertson called the whole thing a boondoggle in the first place? I think every country that has some sort of distinction or differentiation within its goods and services tax or value-added tax system um, has... Uh, you know, it has this challenge of defining what's in and what's out. And there will always be, at the margin, some products that you can make an argument either way for. There's a process that every other country uses to determine that, and that's what we will do as well. Have you actually got a definition of processing or not? Um, clearly, you know, if, you're, if you're adding things together, you're adding different ingredients together, you're, um, you know, you're, you're changing the heat and the temperature of things. Um, clearly, you know, I think people will get the distinction between processed and unprocessed. Would you like a bigger spade with that, or would you? God's sake. Oh. It's like that's a, you've just outlined the very problem you don't know. You don't have a definitive line around processing, do you? Well, no, but I mean, like, every, like I said, every country that has a differentiation... Yeah, exactly. What's yours is what I'm asking. If you're going to go down this track, what's your de- definition of processing so we're clear on it? The, the basic distinction is if it's if it's just a if it's raw ingredients packaged up, then they're not processed. If they've had uh, you know if they've got a, like if it's a salad with a mayonnaise, then clearly it's been processed. Um, and there will always be you know issues at the margins. We will sort through those. Okay, so apples don't have GST. Sliced apples don't have GST. Apples in a bag don't have GST. Apples and pears in a bag don't have GST. But what are the moment you add sauce, they do. Yes. Okay. The Robertson line yesterday when he came on because of course. He, he made a lot of it up. He told us that one of the things that got him across the line was that poor people buy frozen vegetables more than rich people do. Where did he get that figure from? Oh, I'm not sure where he got that particular figure from, um, but I can tell you that you know it's clear that we know we do have facts that show that the number of um, lower income households that the proportion of their grocery shop that's going on you know fruit and vegetables this is something that they're cutting back on. Yes, but that's fruit and vegetables, not frozen fruit and vegetables. What he said was one of the reasons, one of the three specific reasons he got on board with the GST on fruit and vegetables was that frozen vegetables were bought more often by poor people. When I asked him that, he didn't have a clue where he got it from. From, but he said that the government's work included the knowledge that poor people buy more frozen vegetables. Do they? And if so, where does that n- number come from? Well, so to be clear, this is a Labour Party policy, not a government policy. And My I know apologies. That, that, you know, we're but he would have got the government work on the, the Labour Party policy, wouldn't he? Well, no, the government has not done any work on this policy. This is a Labour Party policy, and that is an important distinction. Um, It it is an important distinction. The officials have not put this policy together. The Labour Party has put the policy together. Well, where did the Labour Party get the idea, or the facts, or the figures, or what are they, that poorer people buy frozen vegetables, hence you can get a finance minister across the line on a policy he previously didn't like? Well, you're asking me, I haven't seen that comment, so you're asking well, well, me I'm to asking, Well, I'm asking you because I asked him and he didn't have an answer, and I'm thinking, well, if he doesn't have an answer, who has an answer? Is it possible no one's had an answer and he, in fact, made that up? Well, ultimately, I, I, I didn't see the comment. I wasn't part of the interview. I can't explain what, was, what his thinking was um, at the time that he made the comment when I haven't seen it. Is it possible he made it up? Um, Mike, as I've said, I haven't seen the comment. I wasn't part of that interview. Is it, are you across the line on GST on fruit and vegetables because poor people buy more frozen vegetables? 
I'm across the line on it because I think it will make a difference to families. I think it will help them um, with their weekly grocery shop. I'm aware that low-income families in particular are finding it quite difficult at the moment. I I do my regular supermarket shopping myself. Um, I have seen families making those difficult trade-offs, and this will ease a little bit of the financial pressures that they face. Did you read the Radio New Zealand 12 experts that they lined up, every single one of them, including a bunch of people I would have thought would have been on your side, not one single tax expert had anything good to say about taking GST off fruit and vegetables at all? Well, many of the same commentators that are lining up to criticise GST off fruit and vegetables also lined up to criticise removing interest on student loans when we did that nearly 20 years ago. There's still not interest on student loans now because it made a practical difference to people um, and it it actually did make a difference to their lives. But one of the arguments that you put out on Sunday was that these people can afford the food and poor people can't. But what I read in these 12 responses is that's actually got nothing to do with it. Every single one of them to a man and a woman points out the myriad of flaws in the policy and how it simply doesn't make sense. Why would you ignore that level of expertise? Michael, as I've said, many other countries navigate through this. Doesn't make any difference. Many countries go to war. Doesn't mean we should. If we go across to Australia, for example, they actually exempt far more items than fruit and vegetables. This is a relatively modest policy compared to what they have in Australia. So is that Um, how you're running policy in this country now? Look to other countries, see what they do, and we'll do the same. Is that that the, 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 the intellectual rigor that's gone into this? It's a practical policy that will make a difference to that's families. A, Chris, that's what they're saying. Every single one of these experts, and you should, I take it you haven't read it? Um, I've seen some of the commentary. Okay, but so which, which commentary this, did you see? This is, this is one of ten policies that, we've been, that we're releasing that are around practical steps to help mm. ease which, the cost which of Which part of the commentary did you see? Face. I've seen some of the economic commentators that have been reported in the media. Right, so Craig Rennie, Eric Crampton, Lisa Marriott, Craig McAllister, which one of their comments did you read? Susan St. John, Sir Robert McLeod, Robin Oliver, which I'm, one? I've seen, I've seen some of them. I, I haven't kept a catalogue of every one of them that I've read, Mike. Every, every one of them. of them points out fundamental flaws in what you're doing. Why would you ignore that level of expertise? Um, um, but as I said, many of those same commentators criticised removing interest on student loans. We've still, we still did it. It still worked. Um, and it still made a difference to people's lives. Even if it's only $2? Um, and they're your numbers, on, not mine. It, it will it will depend on how much people spend it in, in groceries, Correct. but it can which make is it, the it other floor of it. Who spends more money on fruit and vegetables in general? As I've indicated, this is one of the many policies that we're doing. We're setting out a ten-step plan, which includes increasing in-work tax credit by twenty-five dollars a week. Yeah, but that's um, that's that's in later years. I'm dealing with the here and now. Who spends more money on fruit and vegetables in general? Well, people on a higher income spend more money on food. They spend more money at the supermarket than people on lower incomes do. But the people, but the people on higher incomes aren't the people who are putting items back when they're in the supermarket. But the point being that the people who benefit most are the wrong people that you want to target. So the whole policy is backwards. Well, I look forward to you to be making that argument about the National Party's tax cuts, which will see the vast bulk of them. Don't, don't, don't pick on, on the they, they haven't got a policy out. When they get a policy out, I'll be asking as rigorous questions of them as I am of you. But your entire policy... Well, I'll look forward to that, favors that would, be, that, would be, that would be a whole new thing. The, the, the entire policy favours the wrong people. And you can't see that? No, I don't agree with you, Mike. I think this makes it's a statement of fact. Difference. I will spend more, you will spend more on fruit and vegetables than a person who can barely afford to put food on the table. I'm the beneficiary, you're the beneficiary to a vastly greater extent than they ever will be. 
what a backwards policy for a Labor government. No, I don't agree. If you can't you look not at agree with the fact, Grant. Who is the biggest beneficiary in spe- expenditure on fruit and vegetables? People with money. Well, I'm, I'm Chris. Um, oh, Mike, sorry, my apologies. <laughs> Who's the biggest beneficiary? Um, look, I think all New Zealanders will benefit from this policy. But some will benefit more than others, won't they? Well, people on higher incomes spend more money at the supermarket. That's, that is so the people who, who on higher incomes who spend more at the supermarket will benefit more, won't they? Uh, look, ultimately, every New Zealander who goes to the supermarket who buys fruit and vegetables will benefit from this policy. OK. As far as... And what's next? If it's fruit and vegetables today, what's next? Or are you ruling out anything ever again in terms of taking GST off product? Well, we've indicated that this policy extends to fruit and vegetables. That's the extent of the policy that we've announced. Under your leadership, you will not take GST off anything else, full stop? Oh, I certainly haven't said that, but the policy that we've announced is fruit and vegetables. So one of the things raised, if you'd actually read the report of these people and their comments, was the first question they raise often is, what's next? So you're telling me there is potentially a next? No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that the policy that we've announced is fruit and vegetables. Right. Is there potentially down the track, can you rule out another policy of taking GST off product in some way, shape or form? What I've said always about tax is that I will set out the Labour Party's plan, as long as I'm leader, I'll set out the Labour Party's plan for the next three years. That's what I did over the weekend. Okay. Paid parental leave, why does it take so long to come in, 24, 25 and 26? So we start stepping it out. So we starts with two weeks, then three weeks, then four weeks. That is just a way of the government managing the cost. Is it because you know, you've got no money? Managing the cost. Um, the government, any future government, is going to have to be careful in the way it steps out any new spending because there isn't going to be a huge amount of discretion for new spending after the next election. Um, because the you know you, you, we, you, we we talked about this last week when you interviewed me. The government's finances are likely to be more constrained. Indeed, and even more so given what Fonterra announced last week. I think all of the economic indicators are suggesting that government finances are going to be more constrained over the next three years than they have been. The $40,000 party at the Pacific People's Ministry. It was totally wrong. It shouldn't have happened. Why did it? Um, Well, ultimately, somebody signed that off and they shouldn't have. Did they lose their job? Uh, That's a matter for the Public Service Commission. That's not something that I would get involved with. Should they Um, lose their job? Um, again, it would be inappropriate for me to make that judgment, um, but it should not have happened. The fact that it did says something about the public service, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. Um, actually, most government departments have pretty tight guidelines around any of these sorts of functions. Quite, quite well, they you know, had quite guidelines too, didn't they? Bending caps. Didn't they have guidelines? Um, I, don't know, I don't know what happened at this particular agency, but it shouldn't have happened. But would they have had guidelines? Um, I would hope they would. You don't know they would? Well, I don't know whether they did, and I don't know whether they followed them. Well, they clearly wouldn't have followed them if they did have the guidelines. It shouldn't have happened. Appreciate your time. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6 a.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.